0: bottom like a boss. Want to know more? Go to RonnieWashburn.com now. That's R-A-O-N-I. Washburn.com and find out for yourself what it truly means to bottom like a boss with Bossy Power Bottom Wear. The following is brought to you by Bossy Power Bottom Productions. All right, guys, this is the start. This is the beginning. It's day one of the AIDS life cycle. We are leaving the Cow Palace in San Francisco, California, and we're watching all of the writers parting now as we speak. When I saw his name pop up on my phone, little did I know in that moment that my life was about to fucking end. Change in such a way that I still can't even wrap my mind around or even fully understand. And hopefully, I can somehow get the words out in expressing how this occurred in this week's expose. But as I opened up my phone to read this said text from my friend Robert, who really was just asking me if I actually wanted to join him in participating in this year's 2022 AIDS life cycle. I actually kind of had to take a step back and think about it for a minute. Think about my work schedule and just everything else that was going on in my life. And honestly, it sounded very enticing. I hadn't really done anything in regards to being in the advocacy causes that I really have just been such a big part of in the past pre-COVID. And now it just really felt like the right moment to like jump back in and just dust off those LGBTQ plus community activist chops and just volunteer my time to work for all of the writers who participated in the AIDS life cycle. And I did just that. And for this entire week from San Francisco to LA, oh my God, you guys... I am going to try my very best to articulate to you the world, the incredible experience that I uh, just can't, again, put into any sort of words, and we'll just have to see how all of this shit plays itself out, so sit back, relax, put on that condom, or pop your prep pill, and let's travel along with me in my week-long AIDS life cycle journey and find out exactly how this incredible, like, event changed my fucking life. You are now listening to My Gay Exposé Podcast, a show that unperfectly describes what it's like when life has you fucked in the head while being fucked from behind. I'm Ronnie Washburn, a writer, LGBTQ community activist, self-proclaimed messy, loud-mouthed, and somewhat semi-passable podcast host, popper sommelier, porn star fluffer in training, and local San Francisco bossy power bottom that just so happens to be on the left of you on your grinder, Grid, and this is My Gay Exposé Podcast. Ronnie Washburn here, and welcome back to the show that actually wishes that it was the most fulfilling, rewarding, and just life-changing experience of your entire life. My Gay Exposé Podcast. And on this week's expose, I am so excited to share with all of you what this AIDS life cycle journey has fully meant to me. Going in not expecting just this complete 360 shift on my entire attitude, perspective, and just viewpoint of what it means to actually work. For a week for this incredible, amazing life changing cause that helps so many people who struggle with the HIV slash AIDS epidemic that we all still are dealing with in today's society and all the reasons why this actual week-long bike ride from San Francisco to LA actually completely shifted Ronnie Washburn completely and entirely in such an incredible An amazing way and hopefully I can articulate properly all the reasons why this week and instead of doing the actual your gay expose segment this week by reaching out to a few of my friends as well as you the listeners instead I actually decided to take that specific segment and just recap all the nine individuals that were on my team that I got so fucking close to by the end of that week that just made that trip so much more rewarding and fulfilling, life enriching, and I'll tell you about each individual and all the reasons why I truly believe that. But first, before we actually wake up at 5 a.m., pack up our shit, pack up our tent, take it to the truck, brush our teeth, and have breakfast all before we have to check in at 7.30 every single day of this week. First, let's hop into this week's Re-expose. Welcome to this week's Re-expose, the segment in which I take the time to reassess, re-examine, re-explain, restart over, or just re-say shit that I said in past episodes. That either you didn't fully understand, I didn't fully understand, or once I re-listened through for an edit, I was like, oh my fucking God, what the fuck was I even thinking there? Why the hell would I, oh Jesus, say that shit, that's so, okay. I can't, what a mess that definitely merits a (laughs) re-exposé. You guys, you know, I have to say, you never cease to fucking amaze me listen, I've done two full-on episodes in the entire history of this show on ass eating. And of course, both are outperforming every single fucking episode, like in my gay expose podcast history. You know, you guys have dirty minds and I kind of love it. But on that note, I did want to kind of clarify one thing. I found it so fucking interesting that as I wrapped up Last week's expose, that I was going in with a very pro-ass eating mentality. And when I got all of the Yorgay Expose segment answers from all of you, like after I had already courted the bulk portion of the actual expose, I found the entire premise of the episode as a whole was very bipolar and very back and forth, and just really a prime definition of what this show is really just all about. (laughs) <laughs> the whole idea of the entire expose was really just to endorse the idea of bottoms eating ass too. And why is that not a fucking thing? Because I am that bottom that will eat that ass, as I expressed so passionately last week. But crazy enough, you, the listeners, and overwhelming majority of all of you, really just don't want to have anything to do with eating ass. And I... <laughs> i 'm kind of shocked, truth be told because i 'm going to be really fucking honest. Every porn that I see really has that ass eating moment, as well as the fact that almost every single fucking one of the sexual encounters that I have ever actually partaken in have had something to do with eating ass so this This shit just kind of blows my mind that like I went in with a certain mindset and Once again, you just went out of your way to prove to me that there are gays out there that are against eating that ass. But oh my God, all the messages this week about ass eating, just crazy. And so many, I can't get into all the little details why, but I did want to re-expose one thing. So my friend Abraham actually brought up the Guardia, which in that moment, when I reached out to him about that, I had no fucking clue What Guardia was, but it actually kind of turns out after having further conversations with Abraham about this Guardia, which is supposedly like worms, some kind of parasite that you can get in your stomach for eating ass specifically, which is pretty fucking horrifying. That there are actual famous gay porn stars who have actually openly admitted to getting Guardia from eating ass. And I have to say, you guys. Seeing some of these top porn star names, it really just kind of makes my boner just kind of go away, so to speak, if you know what I mean. <laughs> so if you're going to, you know, go out and eat ass like I so publicly exposed last week, just be careful and try your very best to avoid situations where you could potentially get Guardia, the worm parasite in your stomach from eating as Just make right decisions in regards to cleanliness. <laughs> oh God. So one last thing before we hop into this incredible AIDS life cycle journey. I just wanted to let you all know, just in case, I think I mentioned it before, but I just wanted to re-expose I actually recorded the last five specific episodes, like back to back to back to back to back, all before June 5th on this AIDS Life Cycle event, because I wanted to have all the episodes in line and prepared and not have to worry about it. And I knew I was going to you know, go to LA Pride after the AIDS Life Cycle, and I was probably going to be a hot ass mess then too. And then San Francisco Gay Pride was the following weekend, and I just knew Really, June was just not going to be the month for me in regards to work because I was either going to be enjoying the most incredible experience of my life in the beginning part of the month and then just being completely drunk and blacked out and doing God knows whatever else in the latter part of the month. But I will say this. So, the episode titled No One Dies from Love, right, in which my ex, Robert, sent me a fucking song from Tovlo, which really brought up all these. Resurfaced emotions about our relationship and you know, really just was self-reflection on that actual relationship itself. I just wanted to reiterate that I feel that this AIDS life cycle changed my life, my perspective, my outlook, and all of those issues that I felt that I had not yet laid to rest with Robert. Trust me, they were fully laid to rest after this trip. So, that being said, you know, publishing that expose after I had already completed the AIDS life cycle journey was sort of a difficult one for me to do because I wasn't even in the same headspace or mindset at all anymore. So I just wanted to make that all very clear and I'll get into a little bit more on what that means a little bit later on in this week's expose. But that being said, I just wanted to let you all know, you know, feeling those emotions with that song from my ex was a moment in my life that I did want to be vulnerable about and did want to talk about to you, the world, and really just is an everyday part of life that I think we all experience. And so therefore, I felt to keep that expose fully relevant and a part of my entire My Gay Expose podcast journey for you to all say that you could probably relate to because I know you do. And now speaking of relatable material let's hop into one of the best moments of my life now. So before we get my gay expose on this week's topic of conversation that just so happens to have a very strong and loving bond when it comes to community-themed undertone, First, let's get your gay expose. And this week, instead of reaching out to a few of my friends with a question, I decided to actually introduce you to my new friends that I made on this AIDS life cycle journey. Nine individuals that came from every single part of the country, every walk of life, and honestly, nine individuals that I could not have done without. Not one of them. Nine individuals that consider themselves to be gay, straight, bi, lesbian, non-binary, transgender, and some who just didn't even want or care to be labeled at all whatsoever. And you guys, I can't wait to share their stories, who they are, where they came from, and just why I found so much value in each and every individual. So let's meet all of my new friends now first up we've got the only individual in this group of people that I knew before going in and that is Robert otherwise known as my most recent ex and if you listen back into the A couple of episodes ago, I think it was called uh, No One Dies From Love, right? Where I actually went into him sending me that song from Tavlo and it creating this moment where I experienced all of those crazy emotional feelings of regret and shame and things that I just needed to clarify with him about how we ended things and why we ended things. And we really just didn't get any sort of closure on our breakup, really, up to this point. And I sort of feel like this trip in itself, actually was that closure that we both needed for each other, which was a really positive outcome. I mean, I will say this, our interaction on the trip wasn't exactly always puppies and kittens, but it did sort of really open my eyes to understanding that he and I are definitely very over, very in a direction of moving on, and I will always be a loving friend and be there for him whenever I can, but I will never, ever go on an AIDS life cycle or any other trip for that matter with Robert because the biggest lesson I learned about him on this journey was that he is the let's just say not the funnest individual to take a trip with and I mean that with all the love in the world. (laughs) Next up we have our team captain Sean. Now Sean was from Los Angeles and uh, supposedly he just I think this was his sixth year, if I'm not mistaken, that he's done the AIDS life cycle. And his partner actually is a writer. So he, you know, did the whole roadie thing just to do something with his partner, I assume. And I think he captained the last couple of years. And so he just so happened to coincidentally be our captain. And truth be told, he was a really great and amazing captain. It's kind of funny, in our little van that we all rode in, for some reason, each individual actually almost always sat in the exact same spot. And I always had shotgun. And so because Sean drove each and every time and he was from Los Angeles and wasn't really like 100% familiar with the road. So somebody thought it would be a great idea for me of all people to be the navigator, which if anyone knows me well enough to know me, you know that I am like the absolute directionally challenged individual that I know in my entire life. And so the notion of me being the actual navigator was the biggest fucking joke of all. But like, there were so many times where we were like, we would get lost in conversation and he would talk about, you know, being a playwright and his work in reality television. It was just so engrossing and interesting that I would just forget that I was supposed to be being the navigator and we would like make a wrong turn or I wouldn't tell. And it was just a hot ass mess. But at any rate, Sean from Los Angeles was a very valuable member to the team and honestly, love him to pieces and Sean, I can't wait to see you next year and be the worst and absolute last person that you would ever want to be your navigator once again. <laughs> I don't know whose fucking idea that was anyway. Actually, I think it was my idea, which probably explains why it, it was such a bad idea. <laughs> next up, we've got Allie, who... Comes from San Diego, but I guess she lived in San Francisco for six years, which really sort of explained her really just bubbly and down to earth personality that was just such a bright light on this entire journey. I mean, there were so many times where we were all exhausted and tired, and she just wouldn't stop being that little beaming bright light that we all just, I think, kind of needed. And the funniest part about Allie on this trip was that she was so into the idea that she had somehow heard that there were we were doing like a polishing people's nails one of the days on the trip, and she just like went to the store, bought all these like colors for the nails, and she just was so into it and wanted to do it so bad. And once we finally got to the day where we were all doing it, it was so cute to see her literally like smiling from fucking ear to ear. She polished each and every one of the individual. Rider's fingers for the red dress day the next day, and the I think the best story that I can actually say about Ali is that her her individual story or why she decided to ride well along with us on this AIDS life cycle journey was the one of her college friends who was a this girl who told her story on the main stage one of the evenings via video where she actually expressed how she came from a very strict Asian Filipino family and she couldn't be out and open. And so she decided to just open up and join the Ryder Dykes team and do this AIDS lifecycle journey. So this is the reason why Ali ended up being on our team. And I am so forever grateful and thankful because, again, this is another individual that I just could not have done without Allie from San Diego, and I can't wait to see her again next year. Now, I don't want to be like my mom and say that she specifically picked favorites, and I don't even really think that I can say that I picked anyone who was my specific favorite from this group. But if I had to, it might have been this individual, and that was Kelsey from New York, who basically her position, which I found so fucking interesting, was a communications and public speaking coach, which I feel that I could definitely use a lot of pointers from in regards to my individual skills and how I communicate. I mean, every fucking time I listen through and re-edit my episodes, I find myself repeating the same fucking words, and I could probably use a little help, but she owns her own business where she does this very thing, and I just find it so fascinating. And honestly, one of the most entertaining and just I was so attracted to her personality. It wasn't even funny. I really felt that she was kind of the yin to my yang personality wise on this trip. And so much reward I got out of this individual. It was fucking incredible. And the reason for her AIDS life cycle journey was that her sister was, I guess, the captain of the actual Ryder Dykes team. And so because the sister was talking about this potentially being her last year as team captain, Kelsey decided to take the journey along with her sister. And I think what I observed from day one to day seven was, I don't think Kelsey foresaw how much she was going to be into this AIDS life cycle journey. And I really, Hope that I see her again next year as well. I can't wait to just chop it up with that amazing fucking personality once again. <coughs> next up, we've got Joe from Orange County, California. And funny enough, I actually didn't really feel like we were gonna get as close as we actually ended up getting it until the very tail end. Like his personality really just started to shine like, the more comfortable he started to get with everybody. And it was so funny enough, I actually came up with a pet name for him because he was always fucking taking his shirt off and spraying himself down. And of course, you know, he had, you know, a pretty good body. So one of the days we were, like, setting up, like, the village outside and there was, like, a big pole and he decided to do, like, a little, like, you know, pole dance for everybody and it was fucking hysterical. So I therefore dubbed him Thirst Trap. So... He and his friend actually were, they came on super last minute. They weren't expecting to be on our team. And I don't even think they were supposed to be on our team because they, again, were volunteering for this Paws Peddlers booth. And when they just last minute decided to come with us for the first day, we just, you know, kind of adopted them and took them on with us. And it wouldn't have ever been the same if I didn't have my little fucking thirst trap right alongside our team. And it was so much fucking fun and his bitch ass is gonna ride next year and he along with the best friend that I'll talk about next we're gonna make signs cheering on our little thirst trap as he rides through the finish line in the 2023 AIDS life cycle and I can't wait next up we've got Yen Now, Yin was the best friend of Joe who actually, same thing. She wasn't even supposed to be on our team. She actually identified as straight. So, like, the entire notion of her coming to something like an AIDS life cycle was something that she really didn't know a whole hell of a lot about. And that's actually something that she and I really bonded over. The, like, entire dynamic of both of us just being so flabbergasted by all the love and all of the community and everyone just being so like amazing the whole time we both just felt this overwhelming sense of like you know being so teary-eyed and just not wanting to go back to the real world it was just we we just bonded so amazingly in that way she was actually truth be told the best photographer of the trip and put together this like little video that she did a like an instagram reel over and i oh my God, when I saw her put that shit together, I was like, damn girl, you got the fucking skills. How do you, I need to hire you to be my like social media representative for the show or some shit because she really just did a really great job of getting every single little piece and detail of things that I never myself thought of getting the photos for. And for that reason, and for the reason of bonding with her and Actually watching her learn all about our community and what this cause actually stands for and her feeling so emotional about the entire experience really just was so rewarding to watch in front of my very fucking eyes. And Yen, you and I, we're making those fucking signs for our little thirst trap next year as he rides on by and I can't fucking wait. Next up, we've got Joey, who actually wasn't really technically a member of our team, but was somebody who was actually employed by the AIDS Life Cycle. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, I missed this detail, but I think they're from L.A. And every time that we had our moments where we had to set up the AIDS Life Cycle Village, they were always around. And, you know, at first, I don't really feel like I bonded as much as I did towards the tail end. And the moment that I have the biggest takeaway from Joey was that I overheard them say to other members of the group that they were just going to cry all day on day six. And on day six, we had this, you know, um, candlelight vigil dedication. And so I think everybody just assumed that that's what they were talking about. But the real truth was that the real reason why they were going to be crying all day on the very tail end of this specific day was because they said as follows because it's over this week is the end and we have to go back to the real world. And that makes me so upset. And I fucking was just like, damn, I could not have expressed this any better than they expressed that in this moment. And that was one of the most fulfilling moments that I took away from this entire trip and journey because it really was true. I felt the same way. I didn't want to go back to the real world either. <laughs> Next up, we've also got another employee of the AIDS life cycle, and one that I also believe is down in the LA area. And this one really just kind of held a special place in my heart. You know, there weren't very many people who just were constantly that positive personality that always was just wanting to like mingle with everyone and wanting to get to know everyone and just made all of us new people who were just doing all of this shit for the very first time just feel so welcome and no matter who we were this was Aurelia this description of this individual to a T and I have to say if Aurelia was not around on this trip it would have been far less positive I believe And I even told them at the very tail end of this journey that I could not even express or believe how much of a rewarding experience it was to get to know this individual on this trip. And honestly, one that I think of more often than most of the individuals that I met throughout this entire journey and one that I actually really look forward to seeing again next year. And learning more about in the 2023 and coming years of the next AIDS life cycle experiences. And I cannot fucking wait for that. Ugh, can't even put into words the gratitude that I feel for meeting this specific individual. (coughs) And last but not least, we have Joseph. Now, I saved Joseph for last because he actually came by himself from Texas and we met him on orientation day. And as we sat there waiting for the orientation situation to kind of commence, and we were all kind of just talking, he asked to hang out with Robert and I as we sat in our seats. And we just kind of started to talk to each other and get to know one another. And one of the things that he mentioned about his story is that he actually lives in a state known as Texas, where we all know there's so much hate going on, and even him expressing that in his everyday life and job, the notion and the idea that he actually has to try and pretend that he's less feminine or a little bit more masculine than he wants to actually truly be as an individual in his everyday life was just something that hit home for me because it's like, I've mentioned so many times on this fucking show. I live in my cute little cozy San Francisco gay bubble where I am as free to be as gay as I fucking want to be and nobody ever questions it. And I think I take a lot of that shit for granted because I do live my day-to-day life such with such a gay agenda in every aspect of my life. And hearing this individual who just couldn't be who they truly are, where they live, just broke my fucking heart. And I was so happy that this guy came on our journey and experienced all of this love and this sense of community. And just, he always knows now that he can come to this community each and every year and just feel as free and open as he wants. And watching all of that take place on this week long journey was again, another rewarding moment on this AIDS life cycle journey. And I can't wait to see this bitch next year who will also be riding too. And to round off the 10th member of this team, there was me. (laughs) And as you can imagine, I was probably a whole hell of a lot to deal with for a full on fucking week. And really, if you listen along to this show, if you can just imagine this show plus me Yeah, I was really very that. I really did try to be the center of attention and just, I guess, be the most entertaining piece to the puzzle. And tried my very best to be that main character energy and the Beyonce of the entire team. But what really was kind of crazy is even though I did exert my personality just like this throughout the team, I, I really just got to a place where I just wanted to learn so much more about everybody else on this journey. And it really just wouldn't have been the same if I didn't shut my mouth sometimes and just listen to each of their stories. And oh, I learned so fucking much about them, myself, all of it. And I just can't wait to see how all of our lives continue to grow and flourish moving forward. And I can't wait to see each and every one of them again, each and every AIDS life cycle year. Uh, and with that, uh, if you didn't get your answer read this week, oh, wait, there were no questions given. And if you're a little confused by that concept this week on the Instagram page at Exposing My Gay, just continue to follow. And don't worry, next week you'll definitely get a question. And just remember if you keep submitting your answers for each question, a little hint the funnier the answer, the more likely you'll be read live on the show now let's get my gay expose that just so happens to be all the reasons why I took every single moment on this week long journey and just put it in my back pocket for a rainy day and just created a much more positive outlook on my entire life. And let me tell you all the reasons why. All right, you guys, listen, I wanted to take this quick time out to ask you for a huge favor. I need all of you right now in this moment to go over to Apple Podcasts and click five stars. This helps us in the podcast world out so much more than you will ever know. It actually gets us to that trajectory that we're actually already on our way to just a little bit faster, and it makes things start happening. I I really just need your help. Please, if you wouldn't mind, just go to Apple Podcasts, click five stars. And if you don't want to click five stars, just, well, keep that click to yourself. (laughs) But you can also rate five stars on Spotify too. So wherever you listen to your podcasts, please, I need your help. Click five stars and allow My Gay Expose podcast to get to that. Next best thing. So there are very few moments in my life that I could honestly say that are like defining or life-changing, or whatever. Okay, so maybe like five specific scenarios in my life that I would consider to be life-changing. The first, obviously, is my son's birth, which, truth be told, is one of the most amazing things in my entire life, and probably the highest rung on this specific list ladder. The second was probably me coming out of the closet and truly openly embracing my gayness as I fully just was my one true self and just discovered that. And that in itself was just such an amazing and defining journey. The third was actually probably, I want to say, my Thailand trip in 2018. I learned so much shit about myself on that trip that I could never, ever, ever, like top in regards to self-reflection And honestly, this show has really just sort of shot my direction of what I want to do with the rest of my fucking life in that direction of change. And on that note, in that said direction of change, when I got that text message from my friend as I disclosed in the opening story for the AIDS life cycle, you know, COVID happened. I hadn't really been able to do a whole hell of a lot in regards to the LGBTQ plus community activist activities that I had done, you know, before COVID. So it really was high time that I like finally did something to sort of check that box once again. And of course I wanted to do it. I knew it would be fun. I knew I'd meet a lot of people. I knew it'd be a really great experience, but I never, ever in my entire life foresaw This being one of those five fucking moments that just fully, completely changed my life in such a way that I still don't even think that I will be able to articulate in this week's expose. But you guys, like this shit blew my mind in so many fucking ways. I don't really even think that there's a way that I can express all the different like boxes that potentially need to be checked as to why you might potentially ask me why I would consider this AIDS life cycle to be a life-changing moment. So let's start from the beginning. (laughs) Oh, you guys. Okay, so I knew it would be a lot of work. I knew that it was going to be you know, not all fun and games. And I knew that I was volunteering my time for such a fucking amazing and worthy cause. And before we actually jump into like all the reasons why I just will always do this every single fucking year until the day that I fucking die. And well, so, okay. So for those of you not in the know, let me explain really quickly what this event exactly is just in case you don't fully understand what the actual name AIDS life cycle means. So really, it's just a week-long bike ride from San Francisco to Los Angeles. It's 545 miles. And each individual rider actually has to raise, I think the minimum is $3,000. If I'm not mistaken, it might be five, but I think it's three. And they all have to actually ride, those 545 miles from San Francisco to LA or at least that's what they train for for like the duration of most of the year so a lot of these individuals are actually like really trying their very best to like make sure that they like do the whole thing and truth be told if I was a writer I actually would want to accomplish that full-on 545 mile moment like wouldn't you But really, all of the proceeds go to the San Francisco AIDS Foundation as well as the Los Angeles LGBT Center. And all of the funds go really to, like, individuals who, you know, feel like maybe they were exposed to, like, HIV and, like, have to go in and get tested. And all of the services that are provided for these individuals are are fucking free. So it's like... I mean, there are so many times where I went to our local clinic, Strut, which is funded by the San Francisco AIDS Foundation with like, you know, chlamydia or gonorrhea scares. And I went in and got full on free tests to get the results. And it's just so fulfilling and rewarding to live in a city that actually does this kind of shit to really just make all of us homosexuals out there feel comfortable. But the long end goal of the San Francisco AIDS Foundation, partnered with the Los Angeles LGBT Center, putting on this event for the AIDS life cycle is really to end the spread of HIV, to get to a place in our society where there will be zero infections. And it might take a while, but honestly, the more education and the more knowledge that we spread around the world to our community, the more individuals that are freaked out and scared and don't know if they've been exposed to HIV and feel like they need to go get tested. And these two organizations really just make people feel so welcome and not scared and just give them the services that they need to make sure that they're taking care of in these specific situations. And you guys, this year, the AIDS life cycle together raised $17,783,136, which according to my sources is supposedly the most that an AIDS life cycle has ever raised, which is huge. So all of this money goes to this specific cause. And it's just such a huge part of what, I just want to be so involved in. It's so important in our society just to take care of our community and make sure that we have the necessary resources regardless of cost, regardless of the situation. It's just such an important fucking cause, you guys. Oh my God, I could talk about this shit all day fucking long. But truth be told, it was an amazing fucking ride. Like we camped in every single city all like of the seven days. So for like six of the seven days, we camped out. So the first stop on day one was Santa Cruz. The second was King City. The third was Paso Robles. The fourth was Santa Maria. The fifth was Lompoc. The sixth was Ventura. Sorry, (laughs) like I had a brain fart. Ventura, which that actually was fucking amazing because we did... A beach thing, which I'll get into later. And then we ended out the last day in Los Angeles at the finish line. And it was, you guys, the most incredible week of my life. Like, honestly. So my specific position was a volunteer individual for what they called a roadie. So roadies actually just really just Volunteer their time to, like, work. To to make sure that they provide, like, all the services needed to make sure that, that when these, you know, people get in from their ride, that they're exhausted, they're tired, they're hungry, they want to put up their tents. All of it. Like, we just did all the different things to make sure that all of that was, like, successfully executed and making sure that they were, were able to enjoy their 545-mile-long ride. So... I have to say it was fucking incredible. Not just for that reason, but let me go into all the reasons fucking why this shit changed my life so unexpectedly. And in just in this moment as I'm sitting here recording, I still don't fucking understand why this shit is still lingering in my mind. And I just, like, it's to a place, you guys, where I don't even want to work in the real world again. Like, I didn't want to go back to the real world. I, like, I wanted to stay in this fucking week-long moment and allow me to explain. So everybody that's done the AIDS life cycle in the past has always talked about how it's considered to be, like, the love bubble. And I really didn't even know what that meant. I sort of just, I guess associated that with the fact that like, it was like, you know, everybody was promoting like an amazing cause. But what I learned on this week long journey was that like, it was so fucking crazy. Like I would get up to go pee at like fucking, you know, 5am in the morning and I'm like half asleep and I'm walking to the fucking porta potties and I would sit there in line because all of the cyclists had to be out super early so there were like lines for the porta potties and i would make fucking friends in the line at a porta potty how many of you could ever say that you made friends with someone in the line of a porta potty <laughs> like no fucking joke like it, and i continued to see these individuals throughout the rest of the week it was so fucking crazy everybody there was just so much love that was expressed be, between everyone. You guys, the cyclists were tired. The roadies were tired. We were all doing a lot of work and exerting ourselves in so many different ways. And it was hot and it was just, it was miserable in certain moments, but not one fucking person showed any sort of negative anything. Like everyone was so welcoming, warming, happy, happy loving like it was just something i've never actually witnessed in my entire life like it was so fucking crazy like i i still don't fully understand it truth be told because like i just have never experienced anything like that in my entire fucking life and you guys like people from every single fucking walk of life that you could actually ever possibly imagine like gay straight lesbian bi transgender non-binary like there was actually a father-son duo that like did the cycle together like the son was 19 years old and i guess that he like I i think he just like tested positive for hiv so his straight dad did the fucking cycle to support his son like it was just such a fucking amazing incredible loving experience i still can't even put into words and as I've expressed in the Your Gay Expose segment this week with all the individuals that I met from all over the fucking country that were on my team and still feel a very strong connection to and honestly can't wait to see them next year. It's just, oh, you guys, it was just one of those moments where I literally feel like it changed my entire outlook on my attitude being positive, just all of it. Like it's just all the negative shit that I had in my like mentality up to this point moving forward was just shifted into the positive. Like I actually recorded like five or six episodes before this January 5th launch for the AIDS life cycle. And I have to say coming back from it and having that changed mindset and re-listening through episodes before I have to actually, like, publish them. I don't really even feel like I was in the exact same headspace. It was very that. Like, I just didn't feel that I was that person anymore. It's so crazy. So, like, all of the negative shit that I've, like, ever expressed on the show, I don't know if that will... I mean, yeah, I have a lot of opinions about shit, so that's definitely going to be a thing. But, like, I don't really even feel... Like, I I just want to be so much more of a nice person in my life, just in everyday life. And oddly enough, it was so kind of crazy. Like, three days later, I went back to work, and I was just like, oh, God, I have to go back to work. And it was just, you know, of course, the shifts were fine. Everything went the way that it was supposed to and all of that. But I was walking to the bus after one of my shifts, and there was, like, an old man that was, like, kind of standing outside the bus and I you know was waiting because this was like one of those points where the bus like takes its break and so finally when the bus doors opened I like walked in and sat on the only seat on the bus that seats one person like you actually don't have to sit next to somebody it's the one seat that's like solo so supposedly this guy had been waiting like far long before I did and I like actually walked on to the bus and sat in that seat before he did. And so I heard him say, oh yeah, of course that's the seat you're gonna seat in. Like you're just gonna sit there. Yeah, okay, great. I've been waiting here all along, but that's fine. And at least I paid. And then he walked in and like scanned his card on the little like bus scanner. But what this guy didn't know was that I was actually fumbling through my phone to like actually put money on my like bus card to actually scan and so he was talking all this shit and then I ended up scanning my phone on the fucking like bus thing to pay for my fare and so what I'm basically trying to get at is that I realized in that moment that this guy was being so disgruntled and such a Karen for no fucking reason because apparently he wanted to sit in the seat that I sat in and I And then he was like talking shit about the fact that I like didn't scan my fucking phone on the bus fare thing right away, even though he didn't realize that I was still trying to like kind of fumble through that entire thing. All of this just basically means like, just be a nicer fucking person in your life. Like this is the biggest lesson I learned on this entire journey, you guys. Like it was so fucking incredible. I I just, like that guy that came and like, tried to come for me passive-aggressively on the bus. It just, it made me realize, like, I used to be that guy. I used to be that person that was talking shit openly and out loud because I was that direct. I was that blunt and I didn't give a fuck. But my mind's changed from this fucking trip. This trip so shifted everything that I ever thought that I had before. But I will say the most enriching part of the trip was the fact that two of the individuals that I mentioned in the Yorke Expose segment, like two of them that were, you know, people that actually weren't even supposed to be on our trip, like they came on and they were only supposed to ride with us for the first day, but then they actually asked to see if they could stay for the rest of the trip. And honestly, like I don't feel like my trip would have been as enriching and rewarding and fulfilling if – they weren't there it's so crazy here this is actually what i said to my entire team on the last bus ride back to la on the very final moments of our trip this is what i said to my actual fucking team well before everybody dozes off and goes to sleep i would just like to say that I kind of knew what I was signing up for when I signed up for this, sort of, but I have to say that I think that the best part of this entire experience was this fucking team because, like, literally, there's not one of you in this car that I could not have done without, I think, throughout this entire week. Everybody brought a little something to the table that someone else didn't, and I think that that's what made... This entire experience so fulfilling and rewarding in my mind not just that but like wrapped the bow on the, the present so to speak i guess mm-hmm. so i'm very much that person when i call you friend you're stuck with me whether you want it or not so there's that i 100 percent wholeheartedly feel that very that like there is not one individual that I didn't take value from. Like if one person was removed from that group, I wouldn't have taken as much value as I did. And these two specific individuals that I was talking about, they actually were recruited super last minute to do the Positive Peddlers booth. Now, the Positive Peddlers is an organization. I think they're based out of SF, but I think they actually might be in LA too. I'm not 100% sure, but they actually... All wanted to ride this year. So in previous years, they had like representatives that would man their booth. So because they all wanted to like ride together this year, they actually recruited these two individuals to run the booth. And these two individuals just so happened to be on our team. And you guys, these were two of the closest people that I like got so close with on this fucking trip. And it wouldn't have been that. It was like a random accident that they just so happened to be. With us for the remainder of the, fo- the whole fucking, you know, week. And it's just these crazy, like, random moments that just make you sort of reflect on shit. And basically in this booth, they had these flags that they laid out across the table where people from the 80s who actually lost people, who had reasons to ride on this journey, would come in and write out the reasons why they rode on these flags. And you guys, I couldn't even fucking read half- of these dedications on these flags that these people wrote without bawling my fucking eyes out because it was just so crazy like I remember one specifically he had said I really wish that I was stronger and I wish I could have been there for you when you were dying and like oh you guys like it was just I can't even fucking imagine what it was like to actually take a step back and be in the late 80s early 90s and actually live through that entire crisis where literally people describe it as every single friend that you have in your life dying off one by one like can you fucking imagine this shit it's so fucking crazy so when we got to venice beach this is what i was sort of alluding to at the beginning of this week's expose we did like a candlelight vigil dedication to those that we lost to the AIDS crisis back in the 80s and it was just such an emotional fucking roller coaster you guys Ugh, oh, like i can't even put into words how fucking incredible amazing oh it was just like the sisters of impeachable indulgence came they 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 led it they started the vigil we were on the beach we all had candles in a cup And we planted these candles in a cup to commemorate all these people, all these souls, all these lives that we lost. It was so, I'm getting goosebumps right now just talking about it. Like I can't even put or even express into words how much this moment meant to me in so many different fucking ways. And I'm actually going to post, I'm going to post a bunch of shit on the Instagram profile because I've I've posted a lot of the shit on my personal account So I want to kind of do this on the Exposing My Gay account for the show, too. Because I want you all to see, like, actually how fucking incredible this shit was. Like, it was so life-enriching. I just can't even put into words. And this candlelight vigil, I was bawling the entire fucking time. So stay tuned for those photos. It was just beautiful. I just can't. I can't even tell you guys how fucking incredible this journey was meeting the people that I met that vesting the friendships that I met with these people still being in contact with these people still communicating with these people knowing that I made these lifelong friendships knowing that I will see most of these people again next year and many years after that just knowing that this cause is such an amazing and rewarding thing to be a part of dedicating like all of the money that I tried to raise to you know put towards this amazing cause and you know I have to say I will probably be looking into some sort of AIDS slash HIV advocacy cause for my own foundation that I will probably form at some point in my future that is in the cards for me for sure because this experience just like changed my fucking life in such a fucking incredible way you guys I can't even put into words. So I just want to say before we segue in out of this week's expose, this is a fucking amazing opportunity for you to actually look into this. It's AIDSLifeCycle.org. Look it up. Register. Even if you're just a roadie, it's not just that you're a roadie. You're giving your fucking time to support this amazing and incredible cause and raising money, raising funds, raising those moments where someone who thinks that they've been exposed to HIV can go in and that $100 test to test them to see if they're HIV positive or if they're still negative is covered free of cost because of something that we do called an AIDS life cycle. So if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, feel free to call the official My Gay Expose podcast hotline at 415-501-0401. That's 415-501-0401. Call in, leave a message, and ask me any questions that you might have about this cause and just see What you can do to get involved, whether it just be a donation, whether it be actually participating in the journey itself. You guys, people come, I'm telling you, from all over the world, all over the fucking country to participate because it is that incredible of a cause and experience. And I promise you, you you will just want to know more. So I'll also extend the official email for the show mygayexpose at gmail.com if you have anything that you need to send me in regards to questions comments or concerns and if you want information on the AIDS life cycle I am here and fully willing to give you anything that you need to know in regards to signing up committing and just changing your life in such a fucking incredible way and that's it you guys I like literally I don't even think that I did this expose justice, truth be told, because like I, I I mean, there's so much more that I could seriously talk for hours and hours and hours about how incredible this cause is. So just take my word for it and just look into it now. AIDSLifeCycle.org. what do we learn today boys and girls ladies and gentlemen gays and straights tops or bottoms gender fluid and non-binary transgender and questioning I hope that you learned a whole hell of a lot about how amazing and incredible and rewarding and fulfilling and how many times that I have to say all of those words over and over again just can't even express how important this amazing cause. The AIDS life cycle is to me and to the entire fucking world and why you should actually look into participating for the 2023 AIDS Life Cycle. And one more time, if you do have any questions, comments, concerns, or just really any information or anything that you need to know, by all means, go to AIDSLifeCycle.org and find out all the information that you need to know. Official registration opens on, I think, August 16th, I want to say. I hope I'm quoting that right, but I should have probably looked that up before I recorded this specific piece, but at any rate, I will keep you all posted. Just send me a message, call in the official My Gay Exposé podcast hotline at 415-501-0401. That's 415-501-0401. Call in, leave a message, and ask me anything that you want in regards to this incredible, amazing AIDS Life Cycle event. And you guys, just fucking... Do it. It's so amazing. And why would you not want to? After all, I'll be there each and every year until the day that I die. Oh, and with that, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts. Click five stars, follow on Spotify, and don't forget to turn on those notifications so that you can catch wind of each and every episode of My Gay Expose podcast right when it drops. Follow on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter at Exposing My Gay. And don't forget to check the latest piece to the My Gay Expose Podcast puzzle, the official website at mygayexposepodcast.com. And don't forget to join us next week for another messy, salacious, and relatable episode that might just be a little life enriching sometimes too. With me, Exposing My Gay, I'm Ronnie. Washburn, and I will join the AIDS lifecycle in 2023 with you next time. has been brought to you by bossy power bottom productions want to know more go to bossypowerbottom.com and find out for yourself what it truly means to bottom like a boss with bossy power bottom productions